Hello and welcome to BF News. I'm Sophie and this is our weekly roundup of all the latest updates from the world of British fencing. A very special welcome to all our members. Hello to new listeners as well. Thanks for your support. Did you know BF offers a free 90-day introduction to fencing membership? You can join and support our sport. There's more info on that on the Become a Member link on our homepage at britishfencing.com. Coming up this week, the board of BF has issued a statement condemning the conflict in Ukraine and it's a special edition week acknowledging the achievements of our GBR athletes on and off the piste in Novisad at the Cadet and Junior Europeans. Stay tuned. But first of all, good luck to all our GBR athletes at competitions. It's the Cadet's turn at the Europeans in Novisad and meanwhile our senior epeists are in Budapest right now at the Grand Prix and our women's sabre seniors are in Athens this weekend. Head over to British Fencing on Facebook and Twitter to wish them luck and follow their progress. First this week, on the 28th of February, BF issued a statement concerning the conflict in Ukraine. The statement is as follows. British fencing condemns the invasion of Ukraine and until further notice, GBR fencers will not compete against Russian or Belarusian fencers in international competitions, whether as an individual or a team. The board of BF met on the 28th of February to discuss the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. British fencing condemns the invasion of Ukraine and wishes to express its deepest sadness for the people of Ukraine and those affected by the ongoing conflict. We support the people of Ukraine and in particular the Ukrainian fencing family. We add BF's voice to the calls for peace made by athletes, sports organisations and all across the world. BF recognises and endorses the IOC's position and acknowledges their resolutions which were published on the 28th of February on their website in response to the breach of the Olympic truce. We support the recent actions of the FIE in following IOC recommendations and we call on the International Fencing Federations, the FIE, EFC and other zonal federations and international event organisers to continue to follow the latest IOC recommendations. It is the decision of the Board of British Fencing that until further notice, GBR fencers will not compete against Russian or Belarusian fencers in international competitions, whether as an individual or a team. And that statement was issued on the 28th of February. Just before that, Carolina Stutchbury claimed European Junior Foil title. Uh, the 2022 Junior and Cadet European Championships began in Novosad, Serbia on Saturday, February 26th, with Carolina Stutchbury clinching the European title in the age group above her own for Junior Women's Foil. That's under 20. Ranked 35th for the event, she made light work of her first round pool, winning all five matches and conceding just eight hits. Ranked 6th for the knockout stages, Stutchbury earned a bye and in her first elimination fight beat Groes 15-4. Continuing to forge a determined course through the tableau, she dispatched Sofran 15-8, Lachman 15-11 and Bonnie from France 15-7 to advance to the medal matches. Stutchbury had faced her semi-final opponent, Druck, in a tight battle earlier in the season during the team event in Zagreb. Against Druck from Israel, she harnessed this experience, as well as recognising the strength of her Israeli opponent's mental game. Stutchbury started positively, assuming the lead with well-timed long attacks, finishing in different lines. Using excellent distance with an active defence to draw her opponent onto her counter-attacks and parries afforded Stutchbury a confident boosting 15-8 victory and the chance to contest the European title. 
In the gold medal match, Stutch Bree faced Bernini from Italy. The final was a controlled affair throughout, with both fencers trading hits to 9-9 before Stutch Bree experienced a technical problem with her body wire. Showing her trademark maturity, she used the break to start to exercise command of her opponent while staying active in defence. Gaining a small lead, 12-10 against the Italian, whilst keeping composure, Stutchbury executed her counter-attacks with body evasion and quick remises to win the championship title with a 15-12 end score. Speaking shortly after the final, here's Carolina Stutchbury. Thank you so much. It feels super good to see all the work and effort me and my coach Dmitry Romenko put in over the last few months and I'm really happy to have won gold. And Stutchbury's victory is Great Britain's first European Championship gold since James Andrew Davis won the senior men's foil title in Strasbourg in 2014. Congratulations to Carolina on a brilliant result. And then the next result that we had was Alec Brook, silver in Serbia. Alec Brook claims the junior men's epee European silver at the cadet and junior Europeans in Novosad. Alec Brook closed out the junior, that's under 20, individual tournament at the European Championships on February 28th by claiming the silver medal in Novosad. Brook, still a cadet, under 17 and competing in a field of 112. Alec was looking to continue his progression after two top 16 finishes on the Junior World Cup circuit this season. He dropped one first round match in the pools to take a ranking of 20 into the knockout stages. A bye through the incomplete round of 128 was followed by victories over Loganovs 15-6 and Vazicek 15-9. He then edged two fights 15-14. First against world number one, Kovac Hungary, reversing the pool result where Gagli hung, had, from Hungary had beaten him 5-4, followed by victory against the world number 17, Gurov, to guarantee himself a medal. His semi-final opponent was Cohen from Israel. Both fencers initially adopted an aggressive strategy, with Book holding a slender lead 6-5 into the first break. Alec maintained his aggressive strategy in the second period, taking better control of the distance. Scoring a series of second intention actions and long attacks from his change of direction, Brooke controlled the remainder of the match for a 15-10 victory and a place in the finals. Both finalists had met previously in Belgrade in the round of 16 at the recent Junior World Cup, with the 19-year-old Hungarian Kastelia coming out 15-13. With prior knowledge of his opponent's defensive strengths, Brooke started the final with a more cautious strategy and went into the first break tied at 4-4. Both fencers traded hits to 10 all in the second period. The significant change came when Brooke reverted to his naturally aggressive style with 30 seconds left in the second period. The Hungarian's excellent use of distance and fast riposts led to a two-hit advantage, which was enough to give him control of the match. The Hungarian went on to win 15-13. There was a display of classy sporting spirit demonstrated by Castelli at 14-12 up. It's worthy of note. He hit himself in close quarters and it was acknowledged that he, he told that to the referee before the hit was awarded. Alec's professional focused approach was clear in his post-match interview. Here's Alec speaking just after winning silver in Novisad. Obviously feels, it feels great. I feel like I'm obviously really happy with my performance and my result. Um, I'm going to be upset about my last match because I feel another day I could have won that but overall I'm chuffed and all I can do now is just focus on the under 20 team and then the under 17. I've got a few more years in this category so all I can do is try to improve it from then. 
And these championships represent just the third time that Alec has competed at junior level at just 16 years old. A very special report now, GBR Junior Women's Epe Fencing Team acknowledged for their actions. This is a story that came out just after the medal reports of in the individual events and congratulations again to Carolina and Alec. But just after that happened, as the first GBR fencing team to draw Russia since the crisis began, the junior under-20 women's EPE team withdrew from the European Championships as a mark of respect and solidarity to the Ukrainian fencing family. The Great Britain junior, that's under-20 squad, travelled to Novosad, Serbia, to compete in the European Championships just as the conflict had begun. After an emergency board meeting on February 28th, the board of BF issued the statement that I read just earlier condemning the invasion of Ukraine and stating that GBR fencing athletes would not fence Russian or Belarusian fences either as an individual or as a team until further notice. This decision came the evening before the GBR squad were to take to the piece the following morning in the team events, with the strong possibility that the women's EPE team would be the first GBR team to meet Russia. The board's decision was communicated to the FAS in a conversation with their team managers, coaches and parents. The athletes were then involved in the discussions and made a team decision as to how to approach the situation, which included assessing the risk of receiving a black card and a ban for refusing to fence, potentially affecting their upcoming world championships. Demonstrating BF's values of respect, honesty and excellence, the junior women epeists chose to fence to the best of their ability against Austria before standing down in a respectful and non-confrontational way from their match with Russia, even though that put an end to GBR's ambitions within the team competition. Their behaviour and withdrawal proved to be a model for other nations, with Italy following suit, stepping away from their draw with Russia in the next round in the last eight. Following the subsequent withdrawal of a number of nations, Russia withdrew their teams from that competition and all the remaining junior team events. Thus, the championships were able to then proceed under IOC recommendations. Unfortunately, too late for those teams that had withdrawn, including the GBR women's EPE team. BF's chief executive, Georgina Usher, was quick to acknowledge the importance of the actions of the EPEists Imogen Bullman, Julia Caron, Hannah Labor and Rachel Lever. In a letter to the athletes, she said, representing your country is about so much more than performance and results. Today's events have demonstrated the courage needed by athletes to stand up and be counted in the wider context of the world that we live in. Usher also gave due recognition to how the EPIUS had already missed out so much in terms of fencing and competing because of the pandemic. And for some, due to their age, this would be their last major junior championships. She said, you have put this aside to show your support and respect for the Ukrainian people and importantly, the Ukrainian fencing family. And Georgina Usher continued, do not underestimate what you have achieved today. Your actions have led the way for others to make the decisions to show similar support, which has ultimately led to the implementation of the IOC recommendations for the competition. This now means other athletes, both from GBR and other nations, will now be able to fence in the remaining junior team matches and events, and that, in part, is because of you. Georgina said, I believe that in future you will be able to look back on your actions with pride and a clear conscience. Steve Kemp, head of Pathways at BF, added, The BF community has come together to voice their appreciation and admiration for these young athletes. 
they demonstrated the ability to make difficult decisions as a team under pressure in unprecedented circumstances. They put others before themselves whilst exhibiting maturity and demonstrating BF's values of honesty, respect and excellence to their own credit and to that of their country. After the news from Novosad, we also have some news back home for coaches and clubs. So there's uh, female-only coaching courses in Knaresborough happening. On Guard Sister offering two levels of free female-only coaching courses. So you can choose your level depending on your experience. The courses available are ITCF, so that's Introduction to Coaching Fencing, or there's Core Coach. So uh, participants in these will be able to choose the correct level, of course, for their experience. These are female-only courses, and they're delivered by Beth Davidson and Lorraine Rose, who have over 25 years of experience in fencing with GB and England teams at Commonwealth and World Championships. These courses are free to attend, and they are being offered in order to develop females in the fencing community, supporting women and girls into the sport. So it's three days. It's the 26th of March, that's 2 till 6 p.m., and then it's the 16th and 17th of April, 9 till 5 p.m., and it's in Knaresborough at the Knaresborough Community Centre. The Introduction to Coaching Fencing course, that's the ITCF, that's for people who have, um, they, they might have a bit of experience in fencing, maybe 12 months of fencing experience. You'll learn to run group sessions safely with purpose. You'll run sessions specific to participant needs. You'll be able to plan player-centered coaching sessions and deliver these using basic coach processing skills. And you'll be able to correct errors in basic fencing techniques. There's links to all of this information available on the news item on our website. The other option that's available is Core Coach. Now, that's more suitable for people who may not have um, as much fencing experience. So if you're someone who might want to run um, courses, for example, within your community, the Core Coach course helps you to manage a group of uh, group sessions for beginners and it will teach you to deliver pre-prepared sessions of basic techniques of fencing. You'll be able to correct errors in those basic fencing techniques and also to understand the social environment of the session. And again, there's more links and information about that. So you'll need to be 16 years of age um, for these courses. You can only coach independently once you're 18 years of age, not needing supervision. Remember, if you're unable to attend all three days, but you would like to do these courses, or if you have any questions, please contact Beth Davidson. She's available um, and she can also give you some more information if you follow the link on that news item on our website there. And it's called the Free Female Only Coaching Courses in Knaresborough. Now, talking of coaches, there's a foil coach wanted at Wimbledon Fencing Club. They've asked us to share. So Wimbledon Fencing Club is an independent club. It was established in 1951. It meets in London, SW20, and it's on Wednesday evenings from half seven till half nine. It's about 40 weeks a year, and they accept members from age 10 upwards. They offer tuition in foil, epee, and sabre, and they're looking for a BF-registered coach at level two in foil, to run beginner courses, group tuition and individual coaching for juniors and adults. If you're qualified in coaching in a second weapon, that would be an advantage as well. They're going to pay £35 an hour, two hours a session offered. There's more info about Wimbledon Fencing Club in the link on the website. And I would ask if you're going to apply, please do that directly to James Hamilton. His information is available on the news item 
and you should send applications with a CV to James as well. Again, his information is there on the website for you to do that rather than applying to, to BF. We just post these vacancies on behalf. And if you are a club who would like to post a coaching vacancy, do email media at britishfencing.com and we'll be able to share those posts for your club as well. Funding for clubs. There's a new storm relief fund available from Sport England. You can apply for this now. It's actually part of the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Activity Fund. It's been added there. Storm damaged facilities could soon be back up and running thanks to this Sport England's new storm relief fund. So organisations with facilities, we're thinking you might be a club, but you may be able to benefit from this if there's clubhouses or courts or pitches affected by the recent storms in your facility. There's now a grant available. It's up to £15,000 after Sport England added an emergency storm damage option to their Queen's Platinum Jubilee Activity Fund. Whilst the effects of the recent storms and the subsequent flood damage are still being assessed, Sport England wants to ensure that community sports facilities aren't forgotten and that they're ready to reopen as soon as possible. So you could use this money to repair storm damaged buildings and the roof or if there's grass and artificial pitches at your facility, you could let them know that this could be used. You might need to decontaminate flooded areas or replace electrics or clear the drains um, the other items that you may be able to get funding for is things like hire of skips or pressure hoses or if you need tops to secure exposed areas of, of building where it's safe to do so there's a link on our website there on the news item new storm relief fund from sport england apply now and finally, our podcast of the week is Mastering the Mind with Piers Gulliver. This week's recommendation for podcast of the week is an episode of Mastering the Mind with para-fencing athlete Piers Gulliver. Piers shares his experiences in the lead up to Rio and his Tokyo Paralympic medals and also he looks ahead to his future ambitions. This podcast was recommended by Georgina Usher, CEO of BF and in this episode Piers shares how he got into wheelchair fencing, his rapid rise to success, his experience of being part of the Paralympic Inspiration Programme, the lead up to Rio, that's the 2016 Paralympics, the psychology of fencing, his pre-performance routine, the differences between the EPE and Sabre events and what it was like winning his medals at the Tokyo 2020 Paralympics. He was also appointed an MBE at the start of the 2022 year. Mastering the Mind is a good podcast. It's uh, two sports psychologists, aspiring sports psychologists. They chat with elite athletes and coaches and sports psychologists to better understand the crucial role that the mind plays in sport how to achieve optimal performance and how to fulfill your athletic or coaching potential and create a high performing culture. Whether you're an elite athlete or you're looking to get into regular exercise, there'll be something you can learn and apply from each guest. And here is Piers talking to finish us off today just about some of his pre-performance routine and in the psychology of fencing, Piers Gulliver. I, mean, I don't really have something I say to myself. For me, visual, visualization helps a lot. Okay. Um, and kind of having a clear plan so i have a sort of physical routine so the last thing is kind of having a set routine you know epic the, the weapon feeling it in my fingers on the floor what does, it, what does it feel like in my hand does it feel right what does it feel like you know left arm pushing how do i imagine so one of the things i found useful was yeah imagining this fencer who's my idol like how does, what's his technique like what's the speed of this other guy and that's everything for this week thanks for listening